Life from the Well is sponsored by Scratch Distillery. Located in Edmonds, Washington, Scratch Distillery crafts delicious spirits from scratch. Every batch is made by hand from local non-GMO organic grains. Head on over to Edmonds and taste the natural, delicious flavors for yourself. If you have an itch for a cocktail, go scratch it. Welcome to Life from the Well. We're here to share our perspectives with stories from the service industry. I'm your bartender, Joey. Enjoy the show. This episode from Life from the Well is served handcrafted by Barfly Mixology Gear, a line of essential tools for mixologists. Hey guys, and welcome to welcome back to another Life from the Well. Uh, today we're doing a B-Sides episode for you to round out season one actually this is episode 30 and we're gonna we've got some stories that didn't make the original cut like we've done before but they're they're still too good to just let go and so we want to we want to look back on a few of our interviews um with with uh elena michael brandon and eric there's 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 some good alien talk in here and some other oddities that i think you guys will enjoy um so Thanks for hanging with us during season one. This is super exciting for us to be, you know, to be at a nice round number of 30 and, and to, to end the season on a, on a high note. Um, and don't worry, we'll be back for season two next week. We're not taking much of a break here. So <laughs> hang tight and, uh, and we'll, we'll be there for you. Um, so speaking of aliens, let's hear what Elena has to say on the topic. Uh, we drove through. What is that, Area 51? Mm-hmm. Down there, right? Yeah, the we drove to the black box. Do you know what the black box is? Uh, no. What's the black box, Matt? It's the mailbox. Oh. It's the uh, mailbox that's like closest to Area 51 that people go by and shoot holes through it. It's really just the ranches, the rancher that's closest to Area 51's mailbox. And they but, say that that's the mailbox you put mail in, but go to aliens. Right. It's like that's, a, that's the mailbox for aliens. If you want to write, dear aliens, you put a letter in there, and apparently get there. We also stayed in Roswell on our trip to here. Oh yeah, Roswell. I remember, I remember um, getting some pictures when you guys drove through. Uh, it's funny yeah. because we, um, my dad lives in. I tell you this, my dad lives in New Mexico now. He lives in a little ta- town called Alamogordo, and it's about nice. it's about an hour from Roswell. So the first time we went down there to visit him, we went out to Roswell for the day. It's the with worst city in the world. <laughs> it was amazing. No, it was so bad. The worst. Did you like, I like the street lamps though. The street lamps were all little alien heads. Did you see that? Yeah. I like it. I yeah. liked it. They and a they're, lot they're, of, they're really holding on to it though. They're they really have a minor league baseball team called the Invaders. And they're, their no. their colors are the same as the Seahawks colors. They're, they're that royal navy blue and the bright yeah. ugly. <laughs> alien green. Yeah, of course it has I say to be ugly alien. green. But yeah, they're the, the electric green and the, the, the navy slime green. green. Slime green. That's a good one. Yeah, that's. Blue and blue and slime. Blue and oh, slime! You remember slime and gack? Mm, gack. Yeah, my my wife called our dog Slimer the other day, and it made me laugh because I hadn't heard that name in a long time. But he, he drools. Good, a lot. good reference. Oh, good reference. Yeah, she pulled that one out. It was pretty good. She doesn't usually get the pop culture references too well, so I was impressed. On it. <laughs> no, you like you. aliens. You believe in aliens? Like you're 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 uh, like a. Do you do you dive well, into that too much or? Um. 
I guess I believe, because I believe in ghosts and stuff. So, I mean, I believe there's definitely something out there. You know, mm-hmm. we cannot be the only thing uh, here as well as out in space. Right. So, um, I definitely believe, but I don't believe they look like, you know, the aliens that they show us on the TV and all. I'm not, I'm not really sure about that, you know. I, mm-hmm. But I believe they're there. Yeah. Do you think they've contacted us yet? Uh, probably not. No? Probably That's not. That's the whole Area 51 thing, right? Is you get into those conspiracies and find out if those are actual real spaceships or not. Everything that's in there. Yeah, who knows? Who really yeah. knows? I mean, they didn't land on the moon, right? Doesn't the flag, the flag wave in the, uh, in the video? In the video? In the Kubrick video? <laughs> yeah, where they say that he was on wires and, like, and the flag's waving and it's not possible from space. I don't know. I've seen all those theories. Yeah, I think they disproved all those too, though. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. Everything's been proved and discredited a million times over. But I do believe that there's stuff out there. I'm just not sure what the government like leaks for us to know is mm-hmm. necessarily like the truth. I think that they, you know, yeah. maybe once upon a time, but it's so far stretched. It's for sure not the truth, whatever they're telling us. No. <laughs> Sound like the X Files. That's just the government, I think. They 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 thrive on uh on giving us the information they want to give us. Yeah, I don't watch the news or anything like that. I don't have cable. And I do it because I don't need you to tell me how to feel today. Well, yeah, but the, I, the only the only time I ever really liked the news is when they just told when they told you what was happening, you know. But then they try to tell you how to feel about what's happening, and that's that's when I start getting like that's what that's. I, I, I never really noticed the difference. I guess New York, there I felt like they were always gearing us to like panic now and like <laughs> buy now. Yeah, I think it's more of like a local news versus the versus like the cable news or like the live stream. You know, you turn on the local news in your neighborhood, and you know they tell you about the weather and what's going on in your community. Yeah. You know what? Oh, like the New York one of New York. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. And that was on like an hour every night. You know, you just turn on, you know, what's going on, and get caught up with your community. Oh, the uh, the whole do you know where your children are? It's 10 p.m. (laughs) Do you know where your children are? That 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 news program. Yeah. <laughs> that was I the- get it. Florida's all about like killings in Miami most of the time. It's car accidents and killings in Miami when we watch mm-hmm. the regular news. And my mom well, loves yeah, to watch. I can't imagine in Florida what the news would be like because we're always hearing about people like we hear yeah. about news and then people from Florida. So like yours is just it's called like Florida man, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah know it's really happened better. Do, uh, what did you say? You know the funny story behind why why Florida is so synonymous with with those guys, is because, no. is because um the police reports are like that have open records and so the news media can just go and find any stories and um, where and I think do it reports are, those reports are closed in other states so they don't have as huh. much access and so they can just go on and find the craziest stuff and put it because up. Because the craziest shit happens, happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But happens. that happens everywhere. It happens yeah. everywhere. Just a lot of those records are closed, and so you. Know, ours are recorded and and public. Oh, that's so funny. That's great. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's it's really just people. <laughs> Thanks, Elena. I know Michael has some stuff to say about aliens too, and and some other. I think he had a couple other stories that he wanted that we got sidetracked on that we'll uh, throw in there for you. Alien? Huh? How do you feel about aliens? Like, what's where? Where's your stance? Uh, I I believe aliens exist. Um, I, I don't think they built the pyramids, but I mean, that was the, that was the Israelis, I think. Yeah. 
yeah, it, it was math and slaves that experiments. <laughs> yeah, we uh, figured out how that happened with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, given the vastness of the universe, if if life can exist on one planet, there's no reason to say life can't exist on other planets. Right. That's just a very scientific perspective in general. I yeah. think right? it just shows like I mean, what. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 our, our egos aren't can't be that big right to think that we're the yeah it shouldn't be anyways yeah if, if they are then yeah reality check time <laughs> nice i like that i like i mean i was watching um the, the the old alien videos on on netflix i think it's the ancient ancient aliens i think is what it's called aliens. They, they they dig into like every question you could have in your head like even, even like the the second civilization on earth have you heard this one uh not specifically i don't think it's 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 basically a um an inner crust dwellers like so they live mm-hmm. like deeper in the planet than we do but they are like under the ocean um mm-hmm. uh they're, they're like i i there's some talk in like the alien world of like spaceships like they're either coming from space and like going into the ocean or coming from the ocean and going into space there's been like like excuse me like even fighter pilots in the air force have talked about like seeing things out in the middle of the ocean of like a light that like goes down and hovers and then goes into the ocean or something that surfaces um i don't know man there's something out there and they're trying to kill us with this goddamn virus Or the bats, I don't know. Don't eat, stop eating bats. That's really the, the takeaway from all this. Someone offers you bat, man, just, a, just don't eat it. Hard, hard pass. Yeah, I think, we learned, I think we learned the hard way on this one that bats aren't oh boy. Yeah. consumption. Just let nope. the monkeys eat them and, and the whatever else, you know, we'll, yep. uh, we'll continue progressing. <laughs> Hope so. I mean, yeah, or, or, or not, and then someone will find all these files in 100,000 years and be like, oh, <laughs> there, were, there used to be things here once upon a time, <clears throat> and they made podcasts. I've <laughs> <clears throat> never been threatened with that kind of violence. I had a guy throw uh, like a, a bar menu at me once. <laughs> what, was it like a book kind? No, I, well, it was like one of those hard plastic ones that just stands yeah. on its own on the bar. Yeah. He came in and was too drunk, and I was like, no, man. <laughs> and he went, fuck you, and grabbed it and just <gasps> threw it. And then, and then he got, like, it was kind of fun. This was actually um, one of my life lessons as a bartender, um, where I, I, one of the things I used to always tell people was, um, was uh, always, always treat the Pacific Islanders well. Mm. <laughs> because, because, um, especially like where I was, this was at my smoking bar in North Tacoma. Um, mm-hmm. and I had, I had a, a, a group of guys that would come in and like these, these big Samoan dudes and, uh, and you know, you know, they're just regulars and I always treated them good. I always, I was always nice to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this guy threw a table tin at my head and I, I ducked and I was like security. And like before my security could get to the guy, my my Pacific Islander dudes came over and picked them up and carried them out and threw them out the front door, and the security is just like, cool, all right. <laughs> and I was like, yes, thanks guys. <laughs> you all earned a shot and like yeah. three shots for those guys and and uh, yeah, it was, I said just take care of big guys, but that was in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when I played lacrosse, um, 
had a number of Pacific Islanders on the team and just the biggest, sweetest, like once your family, like mm-hmm. your family, like they always got your back. Yeah. Um, they were some of my favorite guys to play with and I'm still friends with some of them. Yeah. It's a good, that's that, that's that just, they really respect loyalty, you know, and, and, uh, Oh yeah. I say, yeah, they, but yeah, it's just part of, part of the culture is it's very, very loyal. And I, lo- I love that. <laughs> and then I, and then I went over and started taking, uh, I got into some jujitsu jiu- classes with a, with a buddy of mine. And, uh, and now it's just an endless flow of those guys and we're all buddies. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's my next hobby to pick up is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Man, I tell you what, it's uh it's it's changed my life. <laughs> I'm in it about three or four years now. I think it I think it's like well April, so it was actually it's funny because I got my current belt on April Fools a couple of years ago. And I thought I thought he was gonna take it away. Like I was like, you're fucking with me. Now. <laughs> You're fucking with me. And so I think I think it's been two two years now that I've had it. Um and so probably three years it's like three and a half years in it. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, just just like the, the the mental clarity, like the the it's like it's like combat yoga. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're on the ground, you're moving you know, you're you're moving slow a lot of the times, you're really focusing on flexibility and, and leverage. Um and it, it and and it was funny that the guy who was pulling my hair, um, he was a regular and he knew that I took jujitsu. And so one of the things he was saying is I was like locking him out. He's like, don't use your Brazilian jujitsu on me, Joe. <laughs> and I was like, don't make me, bro. Don't make me. I will. Don't make me. <laughs> you're, you're the one who, you know, can control whether I do that or not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually one of the things I'm probably having the big, biggest withdrawal from right now. It's mm. just um just going on the mat and and trying to choke people and trying to keep from getting choked. <laughs> it's weird. It you know it, it sounds crazy, but then once you start once it starts happening, like you you realize that it's it's um it becomes addictive. It's really it's a trip. <laughs> yeah, uh, a few months ago, I had gotten back into rock climbing. I used to climb a lot, but just fell out of the habit. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was going consistently for. You know, a few months and you know finally getting strength back in my hands um you know physically being able to climb things that you know i could mentally climb but i was finally like matching like mind and body mm-hmm. uh, and now all the gyms are closed yeah <laughs> and now the calluses are gone from my hands yeah i've, I've been dealing with that too because my um jujitsu you get the the fingertip calluses from, yep. from the gi yep. um, Yes, I've been playing my guitar more, trying to trying to keep them okay. fresh. Yeah, that's good. Do, do something to just keep the roughness on my fingers. Otherwise, I'm going to go back and have bloody fingertips. Yeah, nobody wants to go back with baby hands. Yeah, no. I, the first class back is going to be silly, anyways. I think because everyone's going to suck. Everybody's just like, "What are we doing?" My my professor <laughs> Yeah, my professor's doing uh, uh, the high intensity videos uh, videos on YouTube right now, just like with jujitsu movements to try to keep us all fresh. Oh, right. Yeah, so you know, there's little things that we're working in, but um, yeah, man, I think like just start, starting out, like it's one of the most humbling things you can do because because nobody's nobody's good at it. So, no. Like nobody's naturally good at jujitsu. Like you might be kind of good at it, and you might be able to beat someone else who also sucks. But yeah. you're, but like, 
you, you know, if you go up against someone who's been doing it for a year versus someone who hasn't been doing it for a year, it doesn't matter how good you think you might be. Like, it's just, you're going to fail. It's going to, you're going to tap it. But then it just teaches you all this humility, but then like you build confidence on top of humility, which is like this crazy foundation for it. <laughs> um, well, you, you overcome something, you like mm -hmm. break past a barrier. Yeah, and you, you gain all this knowledge and you get, yeah, you get stronger and you, you end up like changing your life around it, you know, because like mm -hmm. I remember going and thinking like my cardio is not good enough. I'm always gassed to th throughout the whole class. Like I always feel like I'm out of breath. And so I started running more, started riding my bike more, just trying to amp that up. And that, that got better. And then I was like, my flexibility sucks. And so I started doing yoga and just trying to stretch more. And now like you can awesome. get in half and I just, um, you know, and you know, it, it, if you, you know, if you're passionate about it, at least you, you really focus around, you know, being good and trying to, trying to hone those, those soft spots that, you know, that, that are, that, that are holding you back. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> And I miss it. My dog's getting wrestled a lot. I saw a thing online. It was, I saw I'm part of, you know, because everybody online has a group now. And so there's jujitsu groups and there's a bunch of guys talking about how their wives are going to divorce them because they're tired of being involuntary jujitsu sparring partners. <laughs> I'll just find somebody who likes being choked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a buddy of mine, um, he just had a baby, um, like right before, right. Right at the beginning of all this like i remember remember hit like seeing him the wednesday before and being like good luck man and then everything hit and i was like oh so we've just been trading pictures and one of the first pictures he sent me was was his newborn daughter with her with a with her bunny in a in a choke <laughs> <laughs> he had her in a he had, she had the bunny in like a triangle choke and i was just like that's hilarious like i love you man that's so funny yeah, start me young hmm Start him young. That's right. Yeah. I was like, man, she's going to be kicking my ass like, you know, before long. Just like her dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Family tradition. Kick Joey's ass. That's right. That's right. And I'm, I, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I bounce back. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while, every once in a while, I get one. One out of 20 isn't bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Give me a few after. That's right. Hey, if he wants to stand up and, and bang, we'd probably still win. He's a he's a he's a taekwondo black belt too. <laughs> Very well rounded. Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's one of those guys just piss you off because there's nothing you can do. But yeah. he's nice and say nothing about it. Yeah, redeeming <laughs> qualities. Yeah, I love it. Good stuff, Mike. <laughs> awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed all those extra stories. I, I know I enjoy having those conversations. And so it's always fun for me to get to see um, the rest of the conversations come out because they don't always make it to, they don't all make it on uh, every show. Um, so it's, uh, I, these, these are fun uh, revisits for me because when I listen to the podcast, I don't always remember all the conversations we had. <laughs> um, <clears throat> And as with every episode, it's cocktail time. Got to take a break and make that drink so the rest of the stories are even better, guys. Uh, today, we're focusing on something real simple but classic. It's the gimlet. Um, if you don't know what a gimlet is, it's essentially a martini with lime juice in it. Um, the way it was described to me a long time ago, um, if because... 
in martinis, there's there's a few variations on martinis that can be a little confusing. You have, you know, the martini, which everybody knows, but you have the Gimlet and the Gibson, which can get confused, which uh, and a bartender um, taught me this to remember is the Gibson gets an onion and the Gimlet has lime in it. <laughs> um, so if that helps, it's helped me a lot over the years. Gibson, onion, gimlet has lime in it. Um, but what is the gimlet exactly? And the gimlet is um, gin and Rose's lime juice is the original um, recipe. And it's dated all the way back to it. Rose's lime juice was created in 1867 um, as a way to preserve the lime juice without alcohol. Uh, and it was used by the Navy to, for transportation. Uh, but by mixing that juice with Navy strength gin, um, which is at about 114 proof, which is actually exactly 114 proof naval strength, it's a coined phrase, um, Gimlet was born. By the mid 20th century, the Gimlet was a popular cocktail with naval officers and in British society. And the fun, uh, what we found out in my research here was um, the naval strength in general. Actually, we'll get into naval strength later. Um, but we're doing the gimlet today. So, gin and lime juice. That's all it is. So, the recipe to make the gimlet is two and a half ounces of gin. And nowadays, uh, Rose's lime juice is a lot less common. I think when I started bartending, it was in just about every bar. But I think essentially what Rose's lime juice is, if you don't know what it is, it's just a, it's, it's lime juice and sugar. It's a sweetened lime juice. And that's how they preserve, preserve the lime juice was by adding sugar to it instead of alcohol. Um, but I think in a lot of bars nowadays, at least the ones that I've worked in, um, there's more fresh lime juice. And then you just use lime juice and simple syrup if you want that same effect because fresh lime juice is more versatile. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's another one of those bartender brand things, you know, where, where, there's there's a brand of something that things kind of were built around, but now there's a lot of other ways to do it. Um, so two and a half ounces of gin, one half ounce fresh lime juice, one half ounce simple syrup, and then garnish with a lime wheel. Um, this is a, it, it's, it's a gin cocktail, and so you might think that you stir it, but it's got fruit juice in it, in it so you, you can shake it. What shaking does with the ice, it kind of froths up that fruit juice and gives you a little more of a, a different texture in the drink. Um, you can stir it if you want, but I think shaking it is going to be your better choice with lime juice and sugar and everything. Um, and then pour that into a martini glass and sip and enjoy. It's a pretty yummy, basic, simple cocktail that's really nice in these hot days. And it's it's been around forever and there's a good reason for it. So the name Gimlet likely came from one of two stories, as we, you know, as we all know in, in the cocktail world, there's never just a, a claim to a drink. There's always multiple claims because people want that notoriety or immortality or whatever comes with making a drink that people drink forever. Um, the name likely came from one of two sources, though. Uh, a Gimlet is a handheld drill for boring holes and would have likely been used on Royal Navy ships. The drink could have been named for its piercing effect on the sailors, which sounds kind of dumb, um, especially because sailors typically drink rum and the officers drink gin. 
the name also could have come from the naval surgeon, Sir Thomas Gimlet. So it's spelled G-I-M-L-E-T-T-E. So it's a little bit different than Gimlet, but it's probably pronounced the same and it sounds like the more likely story. Usually when somebody's name <laughs> is the drink, there's a pretty good chance that it came from around that area. Um, but he was a he was a surgeon, so he's a doctor, and he came up with the drink, it says, as a way to combat scurvy. And I, I believe that because that's something that that has always troubled sailors. Not always. I think they don't try I don't have as much problem with it anymore, but it was definitely a problem in the past. Um so any way that you could get extra citrus um was was always um welcome. And mixing booze with it just makes it all the better. So Cheers, Gimlet. Want to watch Joey make the cocktail? Find all of our videos on our website at lifefromthewell.com or go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, Life From The Well. Mmm. That's, uh, that's a good Gimlet. It's tart and ginny. <laughs> just what you'd imagine. Gin and, gin and lime juice. If you can, if you can find some naval strength gin, um to make this uh, a legit gimlet um try it but it's be be wary because like i said naval strength runs at 114 proof so it's it's uh it's a good what what, what would I, it's that 34 percent 34 proof higher so 15 17 higher than what you're used to on your traditional 80 proof um spirits uh anyways uh yummy <laughs> uh so we've had that and let's get back into some of those stories um brandon's turn brandon got into uh man we got into a bunch of stuff with brandon um self-care aliens and most importantly brandon was able to fact check me on something and i always want to make sure that i'm that i'm delivering the truth to the best of my knowledge and so um there's some there's some uh, helium advice to listen to <laughs> thanks bro the girl, I, I forgot her name. She was she was the the pod episode. Elena. Elena, yeah. yeah. She was talking about uh, huffing helium and passing out. Yeah. And you said it's what dentists use. I wanted to say no, it's not. No, they use <laughs> not helium. They they use uh, nitrous, nitrous oxide. Nitrous. Oxide. Nitrous. And, I was um, thinking of that, but yeah. One of the one, one of the things about about huffing helium though is that that's as as again as someone who's worked in um, in. Uh, ministry with end-of-life care uh -huh. and I, I, so one of the things i found really interesting was helium is one of the methods of assisted suicide that people use oh shit is you can shit. kill yourself by huffing helium and it's, it's a painless death mm. um so your homegirl was lucky to have not died because it basically just starves your brain of oxygen um yeah. without you feeling it you don't get the sense of choking like you do with like carbon dioxide um so you can that's one of the ways that people who believe in assisted suicide they recommend you like put a big bag over your head and fill it with helium and you can just breathe normally and you'll die um with dignity and painlessly so are you saying the mash theme song is about helium i don't know what the mask theme song is uh the name of the theme song for mash is suicide oh, mash. suicide is painless Oh, I don't. 
You know, have you ever heard that song? No, I'm sorry, I don't know it. I'm, 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 uh, yeah. I'm only, I'm very much close to your age, but I don't know Mash. <laughs> you didn't know Mash? You never, you never, you weren't <laughs> hip to the Korean War, bro. Come on. <laughs> It's very sixties. Uh, no, never heard it. Ever heard? I've never think I've ever heard this song before. That's kind of sad. Because Mash is definitely you know, a big cultural so, icon, but I've never watched it. Um, well, the so the theme song to the show is that without is the just the uh just the instrumental version of that they don't sing uh, suicide is painless over yeah <laughs> they didn't sing suicide is painless over over um the the understandably the, uh, so over the airwaves back in the yeah 80s I guess yeah when the show came out or 70s. anyway so if you want to kill yourself go with helium kind of thing. <laughs> i just i don't know if it's a story for the podcast it's a pretty basic story for any bartender but when i when i first turned when i when i turned 21 um, everyone was ordering me drinks at the bar, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, I got a flaming Dr. Pepper. Oh, nice. And, um, nice. and they told me to, to like, to, to drop the, the uh, shot into the, uh, into the beer. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I didn't think they meant literally put the glass inside the glass. So I tried to pour it and there's just fire all over the bar. And it was very embarrassing because the bartender was like, we got flaming drinks at the bar. Like everyone's <laughs> looking at me and, and I immediately set the bar on fire. And I was like, I'm a dumb kid. That's right. So. Cause I think um, nine times out of 10, every, whenever I served a flaming Dr. Pepper, the bar would get lit on fire. Uh, it's yeah. very, it's a very, very calm. Even when you drop the shot in, because a lot of times you drop it in and it splashes over and it's still, the, yeah. just, it's still the bar lights on fire. So whatever. yeah. Don't be yeah, so embarrassed. I, I don't. That's not a podcast story because that happens to everybody. Yeah. Well, I, that's why I like to. Uh, I like to. I like to bring it down to real life because people. Because there's a lot of people out there who lit the bar on fire with their flaming Dr. Peppers. Yeah. Which I will say, well, a lot of bars are supposed to light the bar on fire, like legally. You're not allowed to, but it's it's a shot, a uh, half amaretto, well, like three quarters of a shot of amaretto, and then one quarter, one fifty one. Light mm -hmm. that on fire. The 151, you float the 151 on top, and that, that right. fire element, and then you drop it into a half pint of Budweiser specifically. Yeah. Budweiser, honestly, if you drop it in Budweiser, you drop those two things on fire in Budweiser, it tastes like Dr. Pepper. It's a trip. It's it's just another one of those weird drinks where, like, it definitely tastes that way. If you drink, if you drop it in some other lager or pilsner, it, it's fine and it tastes good, but um, I don't know, maybe it's just the rice and the Dr. Pepper that makes it taste yeah. weird, but. Or in the Dr. Pepper in the bud. I haven't had a flaming Dr. Pepper since my 21st birthday. Dude, next time I come down to Texas, we should make them. That'd be fun. <laughs> flaming Dr. Pepper weekend. That sounds. We'll just make sure we make them outside with the fire extinguisher at the ready. <laughs> Let's talk about aliens. Oh, we'll get into aliens. Don't worry. No, I, I I don't want to talk about aliens. I don't have anything interesting to say about aliens. No, most people don't. I say, do you like it? Do you believe in aliens? And they go, no, you know. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's me. I'm like, yeah, they probably exist, but doesn't make a fucking difference to us. Did you, did you, uh, dude? Did you see that? Uh, they, so they've actually released the the footage of um, 
I I saw head. I saw people referencing it on Facebook, mm -hmm. but I never I never read what it said or what so, it was. They basically released the footage that has already been talked about a bunch by a bunch. Yeah. So like the fighter pilot who took the footage went on Joe Rogan and talked about it. I mean, this is like back in yeah. like 2005 when the footage was happened. But he like told us he spent three hours like talking about his story and like his. But yeah, he so he just he went on Joe Rogan and talked about uh, seeing these things and um. They, they they called the they called the ship a tic tac and like it was just so there was and he his his plane took all this footage um and so he, he had talked about all this footage and i think if you look deep enough you could find it on like these leaked websites and stuff but it was really hard to find but the pentagon officially released the footage um like two weeks ago and and admitted that it's a ufo they don't know what it is and they're like eh, here's some footage of a of a spaceship we don't know it's 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 still a mystery to us and so we're at least a couple steps closer as a society to accepting uh, uh, alien life, which I feel like we're past that point anyways. But whatever. It's enjoyable to me. <laughs> and one more story from our friend Eric Stover. He, uh, we has a, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just let the story speak for itself. You guys should enjoy. <laughs> All right. Um, the first one that comes to mind is the easiest because it's always the first one that comes to mind when somebody says, what's the weirdest thing? Um, coming back to work after you closed and you open and there's a woman's underwear in one of the banquettes. <laughs> now, it was only you and a few coworkers before you left and you didn't leave last. <laughs> and the coworkers know that you left before them. So the question is, do you hide the underwear so that nobody knows it happens? Or do you hand them the underwear and say, I think you lost these? Can I tell you what I did in that situation? What did you do? We framed it. Oh, even better. <laughs> we hit it's the probably underwear. terrible, but we framed it and then uh, it didn't go in the restaurant, but it went in it went in the uh, it went in, in the the house that I was living in where there were a few of us that were there and it was, it was nice. like, the, it was the that's house. Awesome. That's, that's classic restaurant people right the there. Hit on the wall. There was just, there was, there was someone's underwear. That's so great. And, and, and then we all just laughed because it was, it, it was, there was, there were no, there was nothing nefarious. It was um, the whole, the whole thing was like, there was, there was an, there was an incident involving a boat and, water and everybody got wet and then we all took showers and she just left them at our place and so we're like well we'll teach you <laughs> the uh the, the, the underwear that were left from this occasion were um from two people um um getting to know each other better under the circumstances of a dark restaurant and uh, they eventually <laughs> they eventually end up getting married but um such a, such a great explanation <laughs> <laughs> the 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 manager didn't know what to do about it because he saw him at the same time that we all did, mm -hmm. and said person who was part of the uh, the duo that was uh, in in charge of removing said underwear from someone uh, told the general manager I know what happened and when I, on your last day I'll tell you what what's up and he did when the guy retired mm -hmm. the bartender who still worked there told him the story. Uh -huh. Because <laughs> the bartender and his then his now wife, and uh, I, I remember. I just say bartenders have stories in their heads that that nobody know. 
Um, yeah, you yeah. guys see the craziest we, shit, man. We keep a lot of fucking secrets. Yeah, because you're everybody's padre and you're everybody's uh, psychiatrist and you're everybody's friend. And, you know, it's like they tell you things you don't want to know sometimes. Like, yeah. I, I just I mean, there's secrets I don't want to keep, but I'm going to because I just don't want to repeat them because. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I will say another another funny thing that I uh, that I've ever walked into was it didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend of mine who worked at a restaurant. Uh, just uh, he was in the same group of restaurants, actually. But this was we were talking about the health inspector who had come in. And he said something to someone else to the effect of, oh, yeah, but what about that one time? And they both started laughing so hard they couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. So I said, hey, guys, what was that? And they mentioned a long ago restaurant that used to be in the ID in Seattle. My friend was a bartender. And he worked somewhat near that restaurant. And long story short, the health inspector came in and sat down at his bar. He said, hey, sir, how are you? How can I help you? Are we having an inspection today? He said, no, I'll take a scotch double, please said okay he said he knew something was off so he handed it over to him and said here's your double scotch neat uh you want an ice cube or something he goes no and he just proceeds to drain it he's like uh everything all right he said i've been a health inspector for 20 years and this has never happened to me but i just walked into a restaurant right at the moment that someone was slitting the neck of a goat <laughs> and i'm just like floored I'm like what what? And I said, so, dude, what did you do? He said, I told him the drinks were on the house. And I just thought, wow, now that is, that is the spirit of, of graciousness. That is the spirit of like, I, awesome. It's just like, you're having such a bad day, dude. I'm buying you that double scotch. Yeah. I can't imagine what you just went through. Yeah. You're not going to offer him food because I guarantee you he's not hungry. No, no, no. That's some trauma though. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thanks for joining us. And, um, you know, we're, we're uh, our podcast is we, we all live in Seattle here and, um, you know, see, there's there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. We're right in the middle of kind of a lot of unrest and, and frustration and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of pain out in the world right now. And my only thought that I want to share with you guys is, is if you can, if you have the capacity to look beyond yourself um and remove some of that emotion and 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 see that these people are, are uh, there's a lot of pain people are hurting and and they need love um that's the only thing i can think to send out is is you know you you are what you what you put your energy into um if you if you put pain into the world you're going to receive pain back if you put hate into the world, you'll receive hate back. If you send, put love into the world, you'll receive love back. And it spreads. All of those spread. So you, you caused that within other people too. So just be aware of yourself. Be aware of what you're causing and, and know that we love you. And, and, we know, and we know that we can all get through this because you know, that's, that's our only option. Um, I love you guys. And I, I really hope that you're staying safe and and I, I hope you know I, I have so much hope for a lot of things, but uh just just be good to each other and, and share the love. With the wrap of this of this episode that also wraps up a year a year of doing this for us so far. And it's it's a year of being a live podcast. It's a couple of years of actually doing this. Um so episode 30, that's the end of our season. It's the end of our first 
full year of being live. It's been a couple years of actual work, but this has been, it's our first real year that we can, that we can look at the paper and, and see that we've been doing this. Um, over this last year, we're so thankful for, for the growth we've seen. You know, we, we've accumulated a couple of sponsors. We, we've, um, you know, created a couple of different partnerships that we're looking forward into developing. We've made a lot of friends in the industry. We've, you know, we've been all over the state, you know, visiting other bartenders and, and into other states, you know, having conversations. And, and um, even through this pandemic, you know, it's fun to see that how we've been able to adapt. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much, but it's really been giving me some some sanity through all this craziness. And it's been nice to be able to, re to, to, be able to expand um, outside of our, our our little city here and into you know the rest of the country and, and be able to talk to our friends on the other side of on the other side of the you know the kind of three different time zones um so uh it's you know I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what's to come i i know i know uh it, it can only be good because that's what we're putting into it and like i told you guys it's uh it's you you are what you invest in um where focus goes, energy flows. And that wraps up one year of life from the well. Stay tuned for another year of life from the well with some of the people you already know are gonna come back and share some stories. And we've got some really awesome people lined up um, really soon. We're gonna have, speaking of Navy strength, we're gonna have some Navy strength on, which you'll hear next week. Uh, I'm excited for, for um, I'm excited for you to hear what we have prepared for you. Um, again, thanks, friends. So cheers to the, the whole Life from the Well crew. Um, cheers to every guest we've had up until this point. This is episode 30, when I think maybe three of them have been B-sides. <laughs> so that's a 26, 27 guests. Yeah, 28, 5. So we got a lot of people that have been on this, and we appreciate you all. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see where the next season takes us. I can't express uh, how much it means to me to, to have you guys hanging in with us and, and listening and supporting this. Uh, it means it means so much because this is uh, this is our passion project. We're doing it because we love, you know, the, the industry and the people in it and, um, and their experiences. So from all of us here at Life From The Well, Cheers to you all, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Life from the Well, full of service industry stories and cocktail history. If you like our show and want to know more, check out lifefromthewell.com. Life from the Well would also like to thank our sponsors, Scratch Distillery and Barfly Mixology Gear. Join us next time for another new cocktail and guest.